Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Nature's deadliest organisms. I was very scared. We needed to know answers. They hijack our bodies. It felt like my head was put in a vice grip and my head was just going to be crushed. Disable our immune systems. It looked like the blood was just draining out of him. It was really scary. And eat us from within. I was afraid. She wasn't getting any better. What was wrong with her? For those infected, they are the monsters inside me. Cicely Odom Rose lives in Memphis, Tennessee with her 16-year-old daughter, Kennedy. Kennedy is caring, intelligent, and kind. She's a great kid. It's awesome. Like, she's always there for me. We tell each other everything. Mom and daughter also share a special bond with Kennedy's godmother, Tamara. My relationship with Cicely and Kennedy, it just works. We are very close. My aunt, Tamara, she's really cool. I call her my second mom. Tamara's not going to let you down. And so that's why I chose her to be Kennedy's godmother. We do a lot of things together. We take our trips. We go shopping. Our lives are just really intertwined together. It's a quiet Sunday morning in November. But as Cicely starts her day, she notices her daughter isn't her usual self. When Kennedy first got up, she said that her head was hurting, that she was not feeling well. It felt like someone was sitting on my head. I felt pressure all over. The night before the family went to a party, and Cicely figures her daughter is tired. And I thought maybe she needs to rest. 
I gave her some over-the-counter medication to treat the headache. And then I asked her to go lay down. A couple of hours later, Cicely goes up to Kennedy's room to check on her. She was just laying there. She was complaining that her head was hurting worse. And she had a slight fever. But as Cicely takes her daughter's temperature, she spots something else. And I noticed that her lips were kind of swollen and they were red. I wasn't that concerned. I thought maybe she had caught a cold or a virus from someone else that was attending the party. So after I noticed her lips were swelling, I gave her a cold compress and gave her something for the fever. I thought she would be fine. But the following morning, Kennedy's condition hasn't improved. So Cicely takes her to a local clinic to have her checked out. The doctor did a physical examination, and that's when she started complaining about her throat. My throat felt like it was burning, and I couldn't swallow anything. It felt like somebody was tearing my skin off. The doctor takes a swab to check for an infection. And a few hours later, he has a diagnosis. That's when they came back and said that she had strep throat. Streptococcal pharyngitis, or strep throat, is a bacterial infection that causes inflammation and soreness. In many cases, the condition also leads to nausea, headaches, and fever. The doctor prescribes antibiotics for the infection and reassures Sicily it can be easily treated. They told me she should be fine in a couple of days. But one morning later that week, Kennedy's condition takes an alarming turn. She woke up and she ran to the bathroom and started vomiting. Seeing her violently vomit, I knew that something was wrong. Then, as Cicely tries to comfort her daughter, something unusual catches her eye. When Kennedy was vomiting, because her mouth was open, that's when I saw the sores. The bumps were all over the inside and the outside of her mouth, and they were pus-filled. So they were white, red, and blotchy. At this point, she's crying, and she is asking me, what is wrong with me? I knew that I needed to take her back to the ER. At the hospital, doctors perform an initial round of tests. They reveal that Kennedy is still suffering from strep throat, but the cause of her other symptoms remains a mystery. They wanted to check for other things because at that point, they didn't know what we were dealing with. As Cicely waits for answers, Kennedy's godmother, Tamara, comes to the hospital to offer her support. I called Tamara because I needed somebody to keep me calm. I tried to stay positive, but I'm looking at Kennedy, and she's in constant pain, and she's not getting any better. For one week, doctors keep Kennedy in the hospital while they run further tests. But when the results come in, they show nothing unusual. So doctors conclude she probably has a virus that just needs to run its course. They thought that it was a virus that contributed to strep throat, and strep throat had just really gotten out of hand. We left very baffled, still not knowing what could be making this child so sick. I was frustrated. I was afraid. 
what was wrong with her. For the next several weeks, Kennedy's symptoms come and go. I felt really weak. Like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't have an appetite for anything. She was losing so much weight so drastically. Kennedy continues to see more doctors, but none can identify the cause of her illness. And it soon starts taking an emotional toll. She still has sores in her mouth, her lips are swollen, so there were tears. She's a teenage girl. She didn't want anyone to see her. Well, when I was home from school, they took yearbook pictures, which I didn't get to attend. At first, it didn't bother me until I wanted to look in the yearbook and be like, oh, they got me. And I wasn't in there because I was so sick. I felt uncomfortable. I didn't want to look in the mirror. Then, five months after her daughter's symptoms first appeared, Cicely notices an alarming development. During one of her doctor's visits, Kennedy starts complaining of a new problem. They were examining her, and when they pushed on her side, she almost jumped off the table. She kept saying, my side hurts, my left side hurts. Doctors take an ultrasound of Kennedy's abdomen, and it reveals her spleen is enlarged. The spleen is vital for fighting off infections. It seemed that her immune system was compromised. So they came back and said, we want to test her for leukemia. Leukemia is a cancer of the body's bone marrow and blood. In most cases, the condition is caused by an abnormal production of white blood cells, which protect against disease. In up to a third of cases, it can also lead to death. I wanted them to be wrong, but she wasn't getting any better. She had lost so much weight. She lost 30 pounds. Maybe they were right. Maybe she had leukemia. For the past several weeks, 16-year-old Kennedy Odom has been experiencing severe headaches and painful sores on her mouth. Now, with her dramatic weight loss and no signs of improvement, doctors fear that she may be battling leukemia. And I thought, not Kennedy. I was terrified. But for Tamara, something about the idea feels off. She's seen so many doctors. She's had so many tests done. I felt like if it was leukemia, they would have caught it way before this point. So as we're standing in this examination room with all of these doctors and they're arguing amongst themselves, I kept seeing the swelling, the redness. Everything else was pretty normal except for her mouth. I see Tamara and I can see her sitting there thinking, this is wrong. So I simply asked if I thought the issue was in her mouth. The doctors looked at her like, maybe she's on to something. What if we're missing something that's right in front of us? A team of specialists is brought in to examine Kennedy's case. Among them is Dr. Mitchell Gaudet. So in, in Kennedy's situation, her lips were all red and swollen, but also her spleen was enlarged. 
And we know our spleen can be enlarged when we have a, an allergy of some sort. Over the next 72 hours, doctors test a variety of potential allergens on Kennedy's skin. They thought maybe it was food-based or maybe it was environmental allergies. And one particular allergen triggers a severe reaction in Kennedy. But it's not something she would eat. And it may be the last thing doctors expect. We found that Kennedy has severe nickel allergic syndrome. A nickel allergy is the body's immune system's response to contact with the metal nickel. It's a relatively common condition, but Kennedy is suffering from a severe reaction known as systemic nickel allergy syndrome. It's triggering her fever, sores, and enlarged spleen. And Dr. Gadet suspects that because of her strep infection, Kennedy's allergic reaction is particularly severe. Inside Kennedy, these allergens were causing her immune system to flare up. And then eventually she has uh, the strep throat. Her immune system is going in hyperdrive, trying to fight off the infection. Her body is actually destroying itself, trying to get rid of this allergen. And somebody could die from that. In the U.S., it's estimated that up to 15% of people suffer from some form of allergic reaction to metal. And one of the more common allergens is nickel. You can find nickel in a number of everyday things, from jewelry to clothes fasteners. Normally, it triggers little more than a rash, but in extreme cases, it can lead to difficulty breathing, organ failure, and even death. I thought, this is a nightmare. What was it? We still were left wondering what was causing her to be so sick. So what exactly is triggering Kennedy's allergic reaction? They told us this whole time it was her braces. I just never imagined something as so simple as trying to correct your child's mouth. I started thinking back every time she had to go get a tightening, she would have bumps. It was such a minor reaction at first that it really fools everyone into thinking this is just a normal reaction. Kids get braces put on, and there can be some bleeding and some redness in the tissue in the mouth. But as Kennedy continued to go through orthodontic treatment, her tissue was getting more inflamed, and it was getting more widespread. Kennedy's braces are immediately removed. And over the next few days, her symptoms start to fade. When they took the braces off, the bumps began to go away. She no longer was feeling lethargic. It was like an immediate change. Today, Kennedy has made a full recovery. She's bounced back with a great attitude. I know that she's going to do well in life. I'll tell her everything. She saved my baby. We're just very relieved to have Kennedy back happy, full of life, laughing. The best way to prevent a nickel allergy from developing is to avoid prolonged exposure to anything containing nickel. But that's easier said than done because nickel is present in so many things. There are home test kits available that allow you to check for nickel in metal products. It's also advisable to shop for jewelry made from nickel-free stainless steel or titanium or 18 karat yellow gold. And finally, look out for safe substitute materials like watch bands made of leather or plastic and zippers and clothing fasteners made of coated metals. 
Allergens can be avoided if you know where to look. But other monsters hide where you least expect. It just buckled over with the pain of the headaches just taking over my body. He was holding his head and had tears coming out of his eyes. Rob Torgerson and Brenda Gilchrist live in Santa Rosa in Northern California. Brenda was tiny and mighty. She had a little bit of sarcasm to her, and she was pretty. We just instantly hit it off. Rob is strong, determined, and just a super sweet, nice guy. We tend to compliment each other very well. Rob works as a medical device engineer, and Brenda is a human resources consultant. But their real passion is travel and fitness. We've been to China, France, Belize. Um, we've also been to Hawaii, we've been to Mexico, um, and we've been to Costa Rica. It's nice to have that, that camaraderie, to the ability to travel together and, and see new things. But this couple's taste for adventure comes at a cost. It's spring. Rob and Brenda are out enjoying the nice weather. It was a beautiful day in California. So we went for a two-mile open water swim and uh, got done with the swim. And I could just start to feel like I was getting the goosebumps on my body. I just thought maybe you just had a cold. And I, I just think I should just go home and lie down. Later that day, Brenda checks on Rob. I felt his forehead, he felt warm. And then I grabbed the thermometer and took the temperature. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have a 104 degree temperature. I was starting to get nervous because I'd always heard that um, high temperatures like that can be really dangerous. I said, let's cool you down. Let's get you upstairs into the bathtub. He was really weak at that point, so it was hard to kind of pry him away from the couch. And I had to kind of be aggressive and say, Rob, go upstairs. Brenda finally gets Rob into the bathroom. I remember that was just brutal getting in that water, that's for sure. The bath does help to bring down Rob's temperature. And that night, he's able to get some rest. But the following morning, his fever is back, along with another new symptom. I started to develop like really bad headaches. It felt like my head was put in a vice grip and somebody would just kept turning the vice grip and kept turning the vice grip and kept turning it and just, you know, my head was just gonna be crushed. It was just, just a god awful feeling. After developing a high fever, Rob Torgerson is now also experiencing a piercing pain in his head. Given its severity, his wife Brenda takes him to the doctor. Rob explained the symptoms. The doctor narrowed it down to with this sort of ice pick type of headache. And he said, it's, it seems like it's a cluster headache. Cluster headaches are a series of relatively short but extremely painful headaches that reoccur every day for weeks or months at a time. I was like, huh, that's really strange because he's never gotten headaches before. And so the doctor said, well, why don't you, you guys go home, see how he's doing overnight. 
And then if he still has a fever and isn't feeling well, then let us know tomorrow. But by the next morning, Rob's condition hasn't improved. So Brenda takes him back to the doctor. Rob said, the only thing that makes me feel better, Brenda, is if I just have a bag of ice on my head. Um, so we got the bag of ice and he was holding it um, on his head while we were waiting in the waiting room. I was extremely worried. We've been traveling and I was starting to get worried that it was related to our trip. Eventually, a doctor comes to look at Rob and is immediately concerned. He just looked at me and he said, somebody of your health should not be sitting in my waiting room with bag ice on your head. The doctor tells Brenda to take Rob straight to the hospital, where he's examined by another team of physicians. I said, well, maybe it is something from when we were traveling. But the doctors pay little attention to Brenda and instead focus on Rob's high fever and stabbing headaches. No one seemed to take it serious that we had been traveling. The doctor basically said he seems to be really dealing with something more, you know, in his head. Suspecting a neurological issue, the doctors order a round of tests to look more closely at Rob's brain. I got MRIs done, MRAs, uh, ultrasounds, CAT scans, everything. But the results failed to provide answers, so doctors admit Rob for observation and further testing. And that night, while Rob is sleeping, his condition takes a bizarre turn. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I remember thinking that there are people kind of running around the room. There was this, like, guy with a spear kind of thing running around. Things were getting worse, and getting worse quickly. It was frightening. The next morning, when doctors hear about Rob's hallucinations, they have a new theory as to what's wrong with him. They said, oh, well, we think he might have meningitis. Meningitis is the inflammation of the membranes around the brain and spinal cord. It can be caused by a virus, or in some cases, a parasite. The doctors do a spinal tap but it doesn't provide any answers. And they ruled out meningitis. They still were at a loss as far as what was happening. It was really frustrating. Over the next few hours, as doctors struggle to figure out what's wrong, Brenda notices a sharp turn in Rob's health. Rob's skin looked gray. It looked like the blood was just draining out of him. And the doctor said there's an onset of liver failure and kidney failure. Rob Torgerson has been suffering crushing headaches and bizarre hallucinations, but doctors are at a loss to explain why. So Rob's wife, Brenda, decides to take matters into her own hands. I started to get resourceful and call as many people as I could to say, my husband's in the hospital, my husband's I cry. It's like my husband is um, dying, and there's I can't get any help. I've tried it to do everything I can. Can you please help me? Through a friend, Brenda is put in touch with a physician who studies infectious diseases, Dr. Charlie Evans. I got a call from Brenda who said that uh, her husband was hospitalized and um, wasn't getting better and was concerned that um, he wasn't getting proper treatment. Dr. Evans explains that it's hard to say what could be wrong with Rob without seeing his medical information and lab results. So Brenda goes over to the nurse's station. I asked the nurse, can I have Rob's medical records and At that point, she said, no, I'm sorry, that's confidential information. And I said, well, I'm his wife. I'd like to see his records. But the nurse won't hand them over. So Brenda does something drastic. When the nurse walked away, I took the medical record. I started flipping through, trying to find pages of information that had what looked like labs on it. Brenda sends the results to Dr. Evans and he pours over the information until he comes across something troubling. He had evidence of pneumonia. I was concerned about that. Dr. Evans goes back to Brenda for more information, including any recent trips her and Rob have taken. Brenda was, was a, a very serious historian about telling me about where they had been. I explained that we had just gotten back from Costa Rica For Dr. Evans, it's the missing piece of the puzzle. 
Just knowing where he had been gave me a good suspicion that we were dealing uh, with a, an unusual disease that we don't see very often in this country. Dr. Evans believes Rob's body is under attack from a deadly intruder. Based on Rob's symptoms, I suspected he had leptospirosis. Leptospirosis is caused by the bacteria Leptospira. Inside Rob's body, the Leptospira bacteria are attacking his vital organs, leading to his headaches, fever, and organ failure. I had never heard of leptospirosis. Leptospirosis is a dangerous disease because it's able to avoid the immune system. This is because inside the body, the Leptospira bacteria have the ability to move in a corkscrew motion, making it hard for the immune cells to attach. This allows the disease to progress unhindered and eventually can lead to liver, kidney, and respiratory failure, and in the most extreme cases, even death. He had a significant infection. And when you develop a pneumonia, those are the fatal cases. That was a scary moment. Death. <sighs> Scared me. Rob remains in the hospital. But now, on Dr. Evans' advice, he's put on a specialized antibiotic called doxycycline. And while the powerful medication works to fight off the leptospira bacteria, Rob is left to ponder how he contracted it in the first place. Leptospira bacteria thrive in tropical and subtropical regions, particularly in mud and fresh water. They're carried by cattle, pigs, dogs, and rodents. But humans can also contract the bacteria when they come into contact with urine from infected animals, most often through broken skin or the mucous membranes. Rob remembers a few weeks before getting sick, he and Brenda went ziplining in Costa Rica. Afterwards, to cool off, he took a swim under a waterfall. We believe it was in this pond, and so jumping in, whether it got my ears, my eyes, my nose, we're not sure. But um, that's where we believe we got it. Rob is given another dose of doxycycline. And after two days, is well enough to go home. Today, Brenda marvels at how well Rob is doing. He's back exercising again, and he's fit. Um, he looks healthy. I have somebody that loves you so much to get me through this. It built a great trust and, and respect for each other because of it. In the U.S., leptospirosis is extremely rare. There are only about 100 to 200 cases identified each year. The CDC recommends that people who live in or travel through endemic regions avoid swimming or wading in water that might be contaminated with animal urine. And anyone exposed because of their job or recreational activities should wear protective clothing and footwear. While some monsters act with terrifying speed, others wreak havoc over time. I felt like there was something essentially eating the inside of my stomach. I was absolutely worried about her. You could just 
tell that she was sick. Charlie Hebert lives in Kingwood, Texas. The location allows her to stay close to her mother, Tanya. My mom is one of my closest friends. She knows my secrets. I know her secrets. I talk to her every day. Charlie is just a really good person. She makes friends everywhere that she goes. One of those friends is Charlie's longtime pal, Taylor Sappington. The things I like about Charlie, she's outgoing, she's lovable, she's fun. She's just like a sister. Taylor's my partner in crime. She's a very funny person, no nonsense. We have a very, very close relationship. One Friday night, Charlie and her friend Taylor return home from a local bar. At the end of the night, me and Taylor went to her house where I was staying with her for the night. When we got home, I began to feel nauseous. My stomach felt like it was churning, like it wasn't settling properly. Charlie told me that she wasn't feeling well, that her stomach was uneasy. I wasn't concerned. I just thought maybe she had gotten something that didn't agree with her stomach at the restaurant. Taylor told me to suck it up, that people get sick, that I would just sleep it off. For the next two weeks, Charlie's symptoms seemed to fade. Then one evening, she goes out to eat with her friend Taylor. There's a restaurant that Taylor and I like to go to where they have a crawfish pizza that we would order regularly. And all of a sudden, Charlie's symptoms return. The heartburn was almost immediate. It felt like as soon as it hit my stomach that it didn't agree with me. Charlie told me again, you know, she's like, my stomach's kind of feeling nauseous. Charlie takes some antacid, hoping to relieve the discomfort. But it has the opposite effect. I woke up the next morning, and I did, in fact, vomit. But something else happened that I was not expecting. I had pretty severe diarrhea. I was concerned before I could eat whatever I wanted to, and I felt fine. I didn't know what was going on. That afternoon, Charlie phones her mother, Tanya. Charlie told me, Mom, there's something going on with my stomach. She told me about the vomiting. I knew basically every weekend that she was going out. I just assumed it was connected to drinking on the weekends. So I told her, you need to try laying off of the drinking. For the next few weeks, Charlie follows her mother's advice. All the symptoms that I was experiencing went away. It was almost like a flood of relief. More than two months after her symptoms first appeared, Charlie begins to think her life is finally back on track. She even finds a new job working for a local logistics company. And to celebrate the achievement, one weekend she goes out with friends. But the following Monday morning, Charlie's hopes for a healthy future come crashing down. After the weekend of celebration, I didn't feel great. I went to work anyway. It was a new job. Throughout the morning, Charlie is constantly pulled away from her desk. I was going back and forth to the restroom. I was either vomiting or had diarrhea. 
I was worried my upper management would see that I seemed disinterested or that I didn't want to be at the office. But later that afternoon, when Charlie gets sick again, there's a troubling new development. It was something that I hadn't seen before. I didn't know what it was. Over the past few weeks, Charlie Hebert has been vomiting and suffering from severe bouts of nausea. And now, there's a new symptom. I noticed something in my vomit that I hadn't seen before. There was a, a black substance that looked almost like coffee grounds. I was confused. I didn't eat anything black the night before. I didn't drink anything that may have looked like that. At that point, I Googled what I saw. The results came back and said that it was very likely that I had vomited blood. The next day, Charlie makes an urgent appointment with a gastroenterologist. So the doctor took a physical exam of my stomach. Also decided to do blood work because of the vomiting. When the results come in, they suggest something startling. Charlie's problems are likely down to a common digestive issue. He thought I may have stomach ulcers. Stomach ulcers are open sores that form in the upper digestive tract. They occur when digestive juices eat away at the lining of the stomach or small intestine. I was relieved. I mean, I was thinking it was maybe cancer. The doctor told me that it was most likely stress-induced, that my diet was causing issues. So he prescribed an over-the-counter heartburn medication. But over the next two weeks, Charlie continues to experience her nausea, vomiting, and digestive problems. And following a business trip, Tanya stops in for a visit and is troubled by the change in her daughter. I had purchased a bunch of clothes for Charlie because she had just gotten a new job. But the pants didn't fit her, which was unusual. I had purchased for her many times in the past for when she never had any problems with the sizes. I noticed that I had looked different, but it wasn't until my mom bought me several new outfits that I realized how much my body had changed. I'd lost probably about 15 pounds. Tanya insists that Charlie return to the hospital. Chad Birch is part of the medical team that takes on her case. Because of the generality of the symptoms, cramping, nausea, vomiting, it can mean a number of things. Doctors explain that the symptoms could indicate anything from a stomach virus to colon cancer. So they analyze blood and stool samples and perform an endoscopy on her digestive tract. I was very anxious to maybe finally have an answer as to what was going on. I felt like there was something essentially eating the inside of my stomach. But when the results came back, they showed nothing. Doctors tell Charlie they'll continue to analyze her other tests in the lab, but for now, she's sent home, still not knowing why she's so ill. I was absolutely worried about her. You could just tell that she was sick. It's very scary to think that this could be something that I'd be dealing with for the rest of my life. Then, three weeks after her last doctor's visit, Charlie gets some surprising news. I received a call while I was at work, and my doctor's office told me, hey, Charlie, we, we found something. Based on one of her stool samples, doctors finally know what's making her sick. And it's not a stomach ulcer or a common digestive issue. 
I have no clue where this could have come from. For several weeks, Charlie Hebert has been suffering from severe weight loss, nausea, and vomiting. And now, doctors have uncovered the source of her illness. The doctors told me I had a parasite living inside of me. I was very shocked that there was a living creature inside of me that was essentially eating the inside of my stomach and my intestines. Charlie has unknowingly played host to one of the most destructive parasites on the planet. Charlie was infected with Entamoeba histolytica. Entamoeba histolytica is a dangerous parasite that infiltrates the digestive tract. I had never heard of it before. Inside Charlie's body, microscopic pathogens are destroying the tissue in her intestines. By gnawing away at the cells, they trigger her nausea, diarrhea, and abdominal pain. When it gets into the bloodstream, the Entamoeba histolytica infection can actually kill somebody within 12 to 72 hours. I was very scared. You've heard of things like this happening, but you don't expect it to happen to somebody that you know, much less your child having it. Entamoeba histolytica typically attacks the large intestine, but can also penetrate the intestinal wall and spread via the blood to the liver, the brain, and other organs. The infection occurs worldwide, but is mostly found in the tropics, in areas that are crowded with poor sanitation. Each year, this parasite kills over 100,000 people, making it one of the deadliest on the planet. Hoping to kill the parasite, doctors immediately place Charlie on an intense course of antiparasitic drugs. Then, three weeks after she begins taking the medication, Charlie notices a change. I did start to feel relief. It seemed like the treatment was working. The life cycle of Entamoeba histolytica starts with cysts that can be found in soil, food, or water contaminated with feces. If the cysts are ingested by a host, they travel down the digestive tract to the intestines. There, the parasite emerges from the cyst and quickly multiplies, producing more cysts. It's estimated that Entamoeba histolytica can produce up to 45 million cysts a day. Charlie cannot be sure how she contracted the parasite, but she thinks she probably picked up the infection while dining out. And I think that's the scariest part. It's really at the, in the hands of other people to practice personal hygiene and practice food safety. Today, Charlie is parasite-free. I don't have any lasting side effects. Life is back to normal. She's doing very well today. Her personality is just as big as it ever was. Second to malaria, Entamoeba histolytica is one of the most prevalent parasites on the planet. It's estimated that each year, worldwide, as many as 50 million people will be infected. Thankfully, in the U.S., cases are relatively rare. But experts recommend that travelers to endemic regions regularly wash their hands and avoid consuming raw produce or unfiltered water that could be tainted. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.